People are people are crazy. Can you just sit the fuck down and focus <laughs> on one thing? Say, I hate that. You gotta have seven streams. I don't got seven streams or nothing. Yeah, nah. I don't. You do one thing really mm -hmm. great. And I kill that shit. Yeah. Hey guys, what's good? And welcome to the Cosign Life. If you're watching this video, that means you co-sign us and we co-sign you. So here are a couple of ways to support us at Cosign Magazine. Number one, view the description below, click the link, and purchase an issue of Cosign Magazine. It's like this. This one right here. Physical. You can purchase this. Number two, you can also support us by purchasing Cosign merch. Hit the link below and it'll take you to all our past merch items. And we'd love to have your support and see you wear Cosign Magazine. for tuning in to another episode of Cosign Conversations. To hear, we're, today we're joined by a guru, but not just any guru, the trucking guru, Kiara Henderson. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. You know, Me I've been too. trying to get at you for like a year. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, got, I finally got together. I'm finally here. No, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, for having me. I, we're just telling you offline, you have a strong, amazing community. Like, I do. I, I think one thing I could say just from, you know, following you and viewing is that you've changed a lot of lives and these people I really support you. Yep. You know, yep. um, there's a lot of people, you know, who teach and who are edu are education and, and want to help people, but not everybody has like that factor to really connect with them. Right. So yep. before we even get started, I kind of want to start there. Like, what do you think that, like that innate ability within you draws people to you? Well, for starters, I'm the oldest of my family. The reason I start with that is because I've always been like a leader and kind of motherly. Okay. So I've always had to take care of people. Mm. So it just goes to, to my tribe. So for somebody who always takes care of people, did you always have somebody taking care of you as well? Or is that something new for you to have? Um, no, thank God I have a built-in best friend. She's okay. sitting right there, my sister. Okay. She's been at my side my entire life. She's always taking care of me. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let's go back to your journey. Okay. Yeah. Before trucking, what were uh -huh. you doing? I was working at AT&T right downtown. Okay. Working at AT&T. I was um, helping get fiber optics going. Okay. And um, I was there. I was a top salesperson. I did like some technical support type stuff. Okay. And then um, they outsourced my department, and that's actually how I got into trucking. Okay, so like it was a thing that they laid you off, or yeah, they they basically do what everybody's doing now. The VAs hiring mm. folks in India for two dollars oh, wow. an hour, yeah. Okay. And so I didn't know what I was gonna do when they laid us off, and a friend of mine called my phone and mm. said, "Get into trucking," and oh, that, wow. that's kind of how it catapulted. Quick story: I applied. It was years ago. I applied to work AT and T. But I think I applied for the wrong job because they were like, yeah, you got to climb poles. Oh, no. And I, was, <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. I like flying, but I'm not doing heights to climb no. up poles and, and, and doing all and that. And in Texas heat. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Nah, uh -uh. I wouldn't have lasted long. No. I'm a I'm an indoor type of person. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Netflix and chill. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Netflix and chill for okay. sure. All right. Okay, so you got that call about trucking. Did you know anything about it? Or I had no idea. Actually, when he said get into trucking, I was like, well, I've always wanted to drive a truck. And he was like, no, fool. I was like, good, because I only have a, CD, a driver's license. Yeah. I ain't get a CDL. Mm. But once he said that, I started doing research. Okay. And um, I looked at who was hiring and Schneider. Was okay. hiring and I went to go work for you know who Schneider is right yeah yeah I used to do See, usually people don't know who that is I, work for, I used to work with Ryder oh okay, yeah, I, used to work okay. I was doing um, dispatching and analysts and kind of helping people find the best routes okay yeah. so you were a planner and a dispatcher mm -hmm. got it got I it, it though, why I hated the the corporation I hated the organization yes. that I worked for yes yeah they didn't 
You know what they told me one time? They were like, we don't know how to, we don't know how to talk to you. What yeah. were you doing? Um, I would just, I'm always a person, like, I'm, I ask questions, I'm curious, right? So if I'm doing something for two years and it works and my mm-hmm. job is seamless, and one day you're like, um, we're doing this now. Everybody else is like, okay. You're going to question yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's cool, but why? Like, what's, what, what wasn't working? Mm-hmm. Why, why are we changing? And, you know, it was predominantly, you know, a, a white team. Mm-hmm. So they felt like because I asked questions a lot, I was going against the grain. But you know what? That's why you are who you are. Thanks. The people that ask why are usually the entrepreneurs, but not just a regular entrepreneur, but the nah. successful ones. You got to ask why. Nah, why should I be clocking in for you for 40 hours? <laughs> exactly. Then I got to add in the hour drive to uh-huh. an hour back. So I need all that. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> I need all that back. So you're working at Schneider. What are you doing for now? I was a basic old planner and I was fucking everything up because <laughs> you know, I had to lie to get the job. I didn't know. I had no experience. Oh. And they actually required that you have like a bachelor's in transportation mm. or logistics. Okay. Shit, I didn't even have a high school diploma. But what? I made a nice little fancy profile yeah. with um, I made up somebody's job, said I was employee <laughs> of the month. <laughs> do they even check these things? No. Yeah, they do. don't. Yeah. They do not. They yeah. never do. I'm about so. to get my master's. You, and you can. <laughs> <laughs> so the MJ Designs, they got the seal, put it on. Yeah, yeah okay. that's what I did. That's what's up. Master's Literally what I did. And it was hard because transportation was new and it was a learning curve. Okay. So I, I fucked everything up. Okay. But I noticed I was fucking up. Mm. So I started going in early. So I could understand what I was supposed to be doing and staying late so I could understand what I was passing off. And that's how I became really good at my job. Gotcha. And so that's how I became an operations manager. But what made you want to do that? I'm not going to lie. When I was an employee, like I would come in late, leave early, take extended lunch breaks. Like what made you like, you know what, let me get my stuff together and actually attempt to become better at this. I'll tell you, um, my children, Mm. Being a single mom, not having any type of education, and I got a couple of felonies. Okay. So to even get a job was hard to do. Gotcha. So if I was given an opportunity, any opportunity that I'm given, I give it 110%. Okay. I didn't want to get up because I was working like 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. I was working long shifts. Right. So I had to go in at 3 a.m. and get right. off at, I was, yeah, it was hard. Right. But stopping and quitting ain't never been an option. Right. So I had to, I got to do what you got to do. No, nah, that's what's up. So, for me, <clears throat> my daughter was a reason why I had to leave because, like, they would always. So for them, they were like, if she had, like, say she had something at school, mm-hmm. and I found out two days before, mm-hmm. they were like, "Well, you, you didn't, didn't give us give enough us, time. Yep. You didn't give us enough time, so you can't go." And she lives in Temple, Colleen. So it's like that's a two-hour that's a drive. Hike. Yeah. So it's like you mean to tell me I can't I can't go to any of these monumental events, and yeah. I'm already only seeing her on weekends, yeah. holidays, summers. So like, yeah, I can't, I can't live like this. Yeah. Kids will make you change. Hopefully they make people change, you know, everything. I I couldn't imagine having to actually go clock in somewhere and missing my kids growing up. My kids are homeschooled too, but they've been homeschooled since before the pandemic. So I I feel you on that for real. Nah, yeah. She's a freshman now. So I tell I ain't missing nothing. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Good. But so when did, uh, when did you go out on your own? Well, the Snyder story catapulted me from Dallas to Wisconsin. And then my sister wanted to decide to have a baby. Okay. And I had to come on home because I want my nieces to know me. So gotcha. I came home and um, worked for Barry Family Nurseries. They used to be in Las Colinas. Okay. And that kind of put me in position to see things from a different side. I was working for Schneider dealing with 
not owner operators, but company drivers. Okay. So I never quite understood the shipper side. Okay. When I came home, I worked on the shipper side. Okay. And when I started working for the shipper, I started being nosy mm-hmm. and seeing what owner ops were making. And that's when it's like, okay, I got to do this on my own because yeah. they were making really, really good money. Right. And um, just for me being asking why, right. I asked the driver, what do you do when the season is over? Because they were making six figures in three to four months and they was young. Three I was dealing with yes. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with a young group of black dudes. Right. So I was like, "What do y'all do when the season's over?" Because it's from, I think it was like March, and then it, it trickled out, and then we did some Christmas trees, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And his response was, "Why? Right? <laughs> Why you want to dispatch us?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." Had no idea what he was talking about. You see how you said you worked for Ryder? Right. And you were working in dispatch. I'm thinking it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. They got the loads. We just kind of babysit. Exactly. Uh-uh, it wasn't it. That wasn't it at all. That was about. I've been in trucking for 20 years on my own, like 16 years okay. on my own business. Gotcha. So you started off at dispatching. Mm-hmm. Man. Started out at dispatching. For them, um, I messed that up, but that's the most money I had ever made in a week. Once I figured out that this is not working for another company, okay. I'm responsible for getting them their loads and planning gotcha. and billing mm-hmm. and being there. <laughs> babysitter and you know therapist right. i made ten thousand dollars my first week in one week and that was it so back then what was like the rate now i think my friend has a trucking company and i don't know why i think he gets like six percent what is he doing uh his friends like so it's three of them so two of them put the finances in so he gets six percent off each thing he dispatches and then they get the driver 20 percent ah okay so it was like is that the same percentage you like what's the percentage back then that 10 percent 10 percent 10 percent it's still 10 percent actually it's more depending okay, on what you're so doing sure. sorry he Steve. really is yeah, tell him to if he's not running dedicated freight get off the low boards and do dedicated freight then that percent goes up mm, see that's what he, that's what he's been telling me his problem is is that he can't get like they haven't been able to get dedicated, so he's on a low board every day. But he does box trucks. Mm. Yeah, he does box trucks. I'm gonna tell you something. One thing I learned from dealing with my friends, Coach Sheldon and Tammy, they do box trucks, okay. sprinter vans, and what's the other ones they do? Whatever, box trucks and sprinter okay. vans. <laughs> <laughs> what I learned from dealing with their community, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Transportation is kind of universal, yes. whether it be. Um, Box trucks, whether it be sprinter vans, whether it be dry vans, whether it be dualies. Okay. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. The concept is to get a contract. Right. What's crazy is I just saw Little Dirk talking to somebody on a podcast mm-hmm. and they were asking him, what does he do now? He said, trucks. I do trucking. Yeah. yeah. And he explained it. So he said, if I got two trucks and my manager has eight trucks, mm-hmm. then we come together and we get a contract. Mm. That, in essence, is how I started doing what I'm doing. Like, they had eight trucks, and then I added to it. So then there's power in numbers. You go directly. You take the rate confirmations that you've been using to get the loads already, look at the shipper, call the shipper, and you get a contract. You got to come together like a fist. And then it's like, we don't got eight, we got 10, or we got 15. And then you get a bigger bag. Everybody eat. So trucking is one of those things where it's like, man, People look at trucking and real estate mm-hmm. to, you know, become entrepreneurs yes. or get this started, right? So would you say it's it's got oversaturated or you say there's there's never enough opportunities? Everything that you own comes in on a truck, mm. no matter what it is. Right. Even if it comes from like the intermodal, which is the steamships right, right, right. to the rail and then everything come in on the truck. The airline, the airplanes, they'll drop it off. Yeah. A truck still got to pick it up. So what you think? Like, you're right. Yeah. yeah. When the pandemic hit and we was locked up, who was moving out there? 
Trucks. Trucks. It can never be heavily saturated. There's too many different avenues to get a bag and truck, and you can wash out trailers. You can actually take real estate, buy some land, and do drop lots. Mm. You can buy trailers and lease trailers out. There's so much you can do. Gotcha. So, so everybody doesn't have to. I think everybody goes for like the vanity look. They want. I want to own an eighteen wheeler yes. because that looks like uh-huh. I'm a boss. So, like you're uh-huh. saying, there's other opportunities out there to which you don't have to invest as much as getting like an eighteen wheeler. I actually teach to do what I did. Mm-hmm. I became a multimillionaire from dispatching. Just from dispatch. Just from dispatching. Now I own over 140 trucks, and I got a brokerage now. Mm-hmm. But everything started with dispatching. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I made $10,000 just off of that small amount. Mm, off of 10%. Imagine, imagine what I'm doing now with dispatching hundreds of people yeah. with hundreds of trucks. You learn the industry, you get the knowledge, and you still get a bag. Everybody think that the thing is to let me go get a semi-truck. Niggas be losing their ass. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you can't that. afford fuel. You mm. can't afford insurance. You can't keep a driver because you're running off a low board. Mm. Yeah. So that's crazy enough to say, man. It's my homie, so he says that all the time, so I'm not putting his business out there. <laughs> <laughs> to say that, I'll put his business out there. But he was saying, like, they're thinking about letting it go because mm-hmm. they started off with one box truck, then got a second one, then got a semi. The second box truck uh, blew an engine. Mm-hmm. $40,000 just to get the engine yes. fixed. Um, they're on a low board. Fuel is high, so it's like, man. See, and, and all of that sounds like a recipe for disaster. I always tell people, if you're trying to get into the industry, do your research, mm-hmm. learn what you want to haul, and if you dispatch, think about it. Say, for instance, you got a box truck and your homeboy has semi-trucks. Right. I see what's going on with the box trucks. It's a little more difficult to get a contract. It's a little more difficult to secure a good driver versus the semi-truck. Right. So you can actually weigh what you would want to do. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to spend money? You don't know what you're doing. Right. You got to take the time to educate yourself. Nah. And when did you get an education? Because that's, I know that's part of, you know, um, your growth. Mm-hmm. And that's something that people are actually sitting down and learning right mm-hmm. now. Like they want to be educated. When did you transition from, you know, still doing, of course, entrepreneurship, but like venturing to like the educational component? When did I say that again? Was the last When did you transition into like doing more education? <laughs> What is it, three years ago now, Tiff? Three years ago. Um, I don't like people. (laughs) (laughs) And I never wanted to be the trucking guru. I I know people on the internet. It's too many, it's too much fake shit. So it's hard for people to decipher who's who and what's what. So I already knew people was going to try me. Again, I'm the girl with felonies. I will knock your head off your neck. Right. But they're going to try you. Yeah. So I kind of stayed away from, like, nobody knew I was as rich as I was. I was quiet. Right. Had a modest home, nice car. That's it. Yeah. Nobody knew. I never had to pop my shit. Mm-hmm. So I decided to educate people when I made a comment on somebody else's post. I believe it's like a black business page. Okay. And I just was following them in my timeline, my feet in the pool. And they said <laughs> broker agents make 65000 a year and they don't have to go to an office. And I said, this is an amazing post because I support transportation, all things transportation, because I love trucking. It saved my life. Right. So I commented, dope post. This is true. Anybody needs help? Let me know. Yeah. My phone started going crazy. People started calling and DM. Well, people started DMing me first. Yeah. And the more and more I talked to people, the more and more I felt like shit. Wow. How can you have figured out a loophole and just be sitting quietly by the, in, by the pool, chilling with the baby on your knee? Mm-hmm. And people, like, one of the girls that called, she was whispering, and she was saying she had to get away from her husband. Mm-hmm. 
I told her to call me when he leaves. We talked for like an hour or two, but she was my deciding factor. Like people really need to know you can create generational wealth from transportation. Other races, other cultures, they know that. But we as a people, we don't. Everybody automatically think you got to drive right. or be a broker. So I decided to educate people three years ago. It's a blessing and a curse. Why you say it's a curse? Um, I'm a scammer. Uh, they don't like people that call themselves guru. And for the record, my sister came up with my name because mm-hmm. I was like, what should I name myself? Shit, I know everything about trucks, whether it be flatbed, drive-in, reefer, right. oil and gas, uh, milk runs. I know almost everything. Yeah. She said the trucking guru. So Great for marketing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I never th- and I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. I just knew people needed help, right. and I had to hurry up and figure out how to help. So I did my course, put it out. And it sold out in like five minutes. That's okay. That's cool. That's cute. That's lunch money. (laughs) (laughs) The best shit comes from the calls that I get, the text messages that I get, the you saved my life. Even if somebody's not making a million dollars just by me going live and giving support, the best thing that I could ever hear is I'm a I'm a chocolate girl. And to see somebody like you in your position is straight motivation. Now niggas be hating. Dudes. Oh yeah. What? This was a once male-dominated industry. They fucking hate me. Mm. Bitch, they love to hate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why men be like that, bro. Like, I like to, I like to see women like win, women in power. You know what I'm saying? You, it's few and far between because you'd be, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Men hate like, and I never really had female friends. I was usually just with my family, right. my sister, and that's it. But the support from women has been phenomenal. It ain't the women; it's the dude. Dudes acting. It probably suspect. feel like you know. You taking, I won't say they spot, but like, you know, you I, take I did. Yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I snatched nah, it. That's how it is. I realized too, when people are starting to hate, it's because they feel personally attacked. Yes. And yeah. and I, I go for niggas next. Mm. Like the one thing that I don't ever want to happen is for somebody to be me standing at the end of the driveway, lost a job. I couldn't even afford a 650 course just to learn trucking. So I don't ever want somebody to stumble across somebody that probably bought my course mm. acting like they know some shit and they're not really supporting them. It's more than a course. That's why I created the tribe. Mm. You started out saying I have a phenomenal support system. Right. It's because I love importance in my tribe. I treat them like family. Right. I knew that if I had a me and an actual support system, I'd have been a billionaire already. Mm. So I just created what they didn't have. So I, I go for niggas next. Any, any fuck should I see? I'll be on it. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, as you should. Like, you know, there's one thing of, you know, doing something for the people, putting it out there. But at the same time, know that, you know, you're going to respect yes. what I do. Like, you mm-hmm. just can't come in any types of way because I put in the work. You can see the receipts. Yes. You see the lives I yes. So Not only am I myself a multimillionaire, but I'm making other people millionaires. 19 millionaires created. And a lot of people can't say that. Nope. A lot of people can't and say I, that. And I give away more courses than I sell. Like, if mm-hmm. I get a lot of women that say, hey, I'm a single mom. I'm trying to save up. I just, and here you go. Yeah. How can I ever repay, repay you? Your success is how you repay me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, that, that's, that's super important. I would say for, like, those, um, how do you deal with, like, the negativity? Because, you know, as entrepreneurs, <sighs> a lot of that. I'm gonna be real with you. I take everything personal. Me too. That's a that's that's a Me negative too. component. Yes. But I take everything personal. So like you know, how do you deal with that? Because all that is coming internally to you, and sometimes I feel like I'm spazzing out. But in, instead of doing that, you know, I might go play basketball because it's therapeutic, or I might just hmm. take the day to relax. But like, how do you deal with I like? I spaz out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go the fuck off. Uh, yeah. 
But I'm trying to work on it because I realized that God put me in a position to lead. And one of the things that I want to make sure that people understand is you treat people how you want to be treated. And everything don't require a response. I'm learning that power is a whisper. Okay. I don't got to go off. I don't got to spaz out. I just show them. So what I did was I actually stopped selling my courses. Okay. Now I'm pouring into my tribe. Last year we did a billion dollars as a tribe and nobody knows it. Wow. We did a billion dollars worth of revenue from everybody just dispatching or owning a truck. And what we what we made was a billion dollars. That's amazing. So we're going to do that again. Yeah. And instead of me going live, instead of me, you know, posting myself, I plan on posting them. Okay. So that that's how you clap back. Success. Got you. Got you. You familiar with uh, David Shan, Sleepers for Suckers? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to do something. So if y'all watch Sleepers for Suckers podcast, he be, you know, testing his guests to, okay. to put them on. Right. So, you know. You want to help make me another millionaire. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you really want me to show you how to do it? Yeah. I got you. Yeah, for sure. I got we you. We can document the process. Okay. Thing. I'm with that. So y'all seen it here. Okay. We got witnesses on camera. <laughs> people in here too. So that, yeah. I got nah, you. Nah, that's real. So let's do that. Um, but another thing I want to talk about too is, you know, over time, you know, people people realize, like you said, like their lives can change mm-hmm. through that. But it's not an overnight no. journey. You no, know, it takes time. I will tell you this. I can do a lot of things. I'm very talented. Okay. Took my own horn. But I wanted to do something that had a fast enough return. Okay. Um, it's not overnight. You have to be consistent with it. But if you consistently do what I've done, it feels like it's overnight. Yeah. I didn't realize I made my first million until I think my sister needed something. I went to the ATM. And I looked at my bank account and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I sat down. There was a million it, in the account? Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Uh, I called my then ex-husband was like, you need to come up here because the bank fucked up something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he pulled yeah. up and he was like, what the fuck you been doing? Yeah. Like, I just been working. And it literally, it felt like it happened overnight. Mm-hmm. Maintaining it, that's the process. Gotcha. You can't stop. Once Once you get started, you got to go harder. Mm-hmm. I figured if I could do 10,000, I could do 100,000, I could do 50. Now I do millions a week. Mm. So you just got to keep pushing yourself and stick with it. Mm. That's a good point. Let me ask you this. When you made your first 100000 mm-hmm. and your first million, did the change, did you feel any different at either one? No. Um, I was still raggedy. Um, <laughs> I had a car that I called a Zoom Zoom. Okay. It was a little red Subaru because my little car broke down. Yeah. It had black tape from one side all the way to the other side. And it was a little stick. It cost me like $700. Um <laughs> Yeah, it did. Money's never, ever, ever changed me because my father taught me not to be nigger rich mm. off top. Gotcha. That means don't look like money, actually have it. Right. So I've always been a modest person. I mean, now right, right, right. I'm kind of not, but that's because <laughs> you have me fucked up. No, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about that, though, because it's I'm going to say this. It's, it's good to see. It's motivational to see people like us, you know, really making a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying changing lives. But then there's other side where it's like, man, people feel like, man, you don't have to flex. I always think of it as motivation. Hmm. I, I want to see people posting their cribs, their cars, because like, man, if she can do it, if he can do it, I can do it too. Or let me step my game up. It's a double, double-edged sword. First off, I remember my very first life. My sister was standing there mm-hmm. making sure my little hair was done. I ain't had no lashes on, no nothing, right? Yeah. She was like, don't cuss. <laughs> don't smoke. Yeah. She was like, act right, right? Yeah. So I was a certain way, and niggas tried me. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I post my bank account, one bank account that had $92 million in it. Ooh. Play with me. Yeah. 
So then it started, okay, we got cars, we got mansions, we got... So yeah. what is it going to take for you to wake up? Right. If you are a quiet, wealthy person, you'll get overlooked. Mm -hmm. And because it's the internet, unfortunately, nobody cares that you got a cute dish from Pier 1. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> they want to see, like, I don't sell a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I just show you what trucking did for me. So I got people that try to throw shots. Like we did a we did a podcast for somebody and he was like, Well, I don't have the Rolls Royce in the and my friend was like, he has a broke mindset. Like people can either see it as, oh, you flexing, or people can say, Oh, since she she did it, I can do this. Like exactly. it's obtainable. I don't use my white girl voice. I'm not right. never, you know, fake or phony. It's just me, a regular old black girl from Oak Cliff. Yeah. And if I, I can do it, you can. I think people is, you know, should show that more like um like my cousin, he does custom jewelry. And, you know, he he would get people telling him, like, man, stop showing, stop showing mm -hmm. your money, stop showing your money. And I told him, like, man, bro, show it. You worked hard for yes. it. I remember when when you were doing grills for, like, 180, you know what I'm saying? And then you figured out how to put diamonds mm -hmm. in grills. And then you figured out how to make custom jewelry. Like, you was driving a Cavalier the whole time, bro. Like, you went from a Cavalier to an Escalade to a Maybach to two jewelry stores. Mm -hmm. You got to show that growth or or people are going to think yes. that you're not doing well. Mm -hmm. and they're going to continue to go to, you know, those other races yes. to get their jewelry. Done. And, and, they, and that's exactly what they would do. And I feel like people would be like, well, you're not humble. I am humble, but I'm very proud of what I've accomplished. Right. So it's it's like I said, it's a double edged sword. Like mm -hmm. they don't want you to don't show too much. But then it's like, well, what you got yeah. uh, opportunity? Come get it. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Like, uh, is is the transportation community like? a full support system. Cause I know there's like different people. Like I've seen like podcasts, like a truck and hustle podcast. Mm -hmm. I'll see uh, Alex good energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I see these other, like a lot of different leaders. Is it like a supportive community or it's like, man, everybody's kind of on their own, on their own vibe. You be honest. We here. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to say names. But you be so honest. I have a few people that I fuck with, Okay, but again, it goes back to the, I don't, Deal with fake shit. Right, right. Um, I got to know that you actually fucking trucking for me to fuck with you like that. Like, right. you can't come on this bitch and uh, you ain't going to be on my page. You don't really trucking like you say you trucking. Because then it, it creates the whole, they scammers. No, nah, bitch, I got my shit. Right. What y'all got? Right. It can be supportive. You just have to be selective with who you fuck with. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I, I like to do this because, you know, we talk about, no matter what, race, people like to talk about money. Like, I mm -hmm. like to see how far money goes, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna give you a scenario. Okay. So let's say we got we got 50k mm -hmm. and we got a 620 credit score. Okay. But we want to get into trucking. Okay. What what avenue should they take? 50k is not enough. 620 ain't gonna do shit. The only avenue that I'm gonna ever suggest that you do mm -hmm. is dispatch. Dispatch. Let me tell you why. Okay. If you're dispatching. You're going to get 10% of what they're bringing in, nope. right? You're also going to build relationships with shippers. Mm -hmm. You're also going to start to build relationships with carriers slash drivers, owner operators. Okay. That's all you need to be successful in trucking, whether it be dispatching, then you want to be a broker, or then you want to own your own truck. Gotcha. You see the relationships that you built. That's how I progressed. That was my evolution. Through relationships. I started dispatching. Mm -hmm. The shippers started to ask me to take on more. I learned what lanes I did not like, what type of equipment I did not want to fuck with. Okay. And I had carriers. So if I got one truck and you got 10, I got 11 because I'm representing you and me. Mm. And I already got a shipper that'll fuck with us. Gotcha. So you create dedicated lanes, which is contracts. Gotcha. You don't want to jump out there with 50,000 because first off, 
you gonna lose your money. No. You got to pay for fuel. You got to pay for insurance. You got so you, that's not enough. Right. The credit score that's cute, but you still got to have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's trying to get into transportation, dispatch. Is there a barrier to entry? Like, what do they need to start with? Nothing. Nothing. I started with my son's broken tablet. Mm. That's it. You don't need nothing. It don't require no credit, no certificates, none of that that shit. No, you don't got to be certified to do that because you're moving authority using the owner operator, the carrier's Mm. authority. They got the authority to move freight. I'm representing them. The money goes to them and then they pay me. That's how it's legal. Gotcha, got you. So I've heard some like I can't remember what the term is, but like there's a there's something to where like they would try to pay you the net thirty, but you gotta mm-hmm. have um, so you use a factoring company. That's what it's factoring company. Use a factoring mm-hmm. company. Um, yeah, that's another thing. Think about it. You got fifty thousand and you don't have a factoring company because you don't know shit because you ain't educate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you got fuel bills coming out mm-hmm. the ass and you ain't getting paid because you ain't educate. You get a factoring company mm-hmm. and they basically front you the money. Nah, nah, that's real. Cause like I said, I've been seeing my homie do it. And I've been. I've been trying to pray for him this whole yeah, time. Yeah, you better. In this journey, I'm like, bro, I don't know what y'all doing. Tell him. Give me his information when we're done. I'll link him with Coach. Okay. Yeah, he, he needs one. You know, salute to my dude, man. You know, I'm, I'm near for you, bro, but <laughs> I hate to see him going through this. I'll link, I'll link him with Coach Sheldon. They're pretty good. They um, When they came to Dallas, they brought their people, and they got some people that have they've mm. created four millionaires mm. just from box trucks. So I seen y'all did uh, – Truck a Millionaire's Tour. Yeah, I yeah. seen that. Salute, salute to that. Thank salute you. That. Dallas showed the fuck up. Yeah. And it wasn't even just people from Dallas, but we, right. we sold that out twice. Mm. We'll be doing another one soon. I was about to say, when y'all bringing it back? Is it this year or top of 2023? I don't know yet because they want to do Miami. I want to bring it back to Dallas. Okay. So we're trying to see. Do both. I don't want to. Again, I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I, I always, whenever I do my events, I go above and beyond. So I'll be in the red. Mm. You know, ticket sales don't equate nothing. Then I got to pay people to do it. I don't, right. I don't want to. Nah, I was just talking about that. Like a lot of when I first started, I would purposely do events knowing I was going to be in the red because yes. I know it would. I know where it's going to go from there. Mm-hmm. What's going to take from it? Who I'm going to get? Like you know, it's really more about the lives you're going to impact. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I went above and beyond for Dallas. We did. Um, I had people pull up to the mansion. We did mm-hmm. Sunday Fun Day. We had a big party. It looked like Six Flags in my backyard. Then we did. Um, I think we did a meet and greet and the teaching. The teaching was they were phenomenal. Gotcha. So yeah. Do you feel like people get more from the, you know, in person from you or? In person it is because you get to ask me questions and I get to see a look on your face. If you didn't get something, I'm going to ask you, you didn't get what I just said, did you? Gotcha, gotcha. Now that's good because, you know, um, I've done some programs to where like people just kind of skate through it when it's online. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want to be, especially if like a shy person or a timid person. Yeah. You don't want to stand out and be like, hey, I didn't understand this. Yeah, you know? I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then I give people an opportunity. Like if you paid for this information, you better get it. Yeah. And then they also sometimes put me to the side. So I, I like in live. Yeah, nah. So um, one thing I like to talk about, like even though you're super successful, I know it comes a lot of headaches. It does. Yeah, like, it does. You know, you, you, of course, you're talking about having to spaz out on people, but yes. is there anything you wish you could change about, you know, what you have to deal with, you know, industry-wise or yes. people-wise? Or what would I be? wish people would lose the crab-in-the-bucket mentality. Mm. Um, I struggle with, when I first put out my course, the platform that I was on, because they get a percentage, mm. they kept flipping the switch on my price. Mm. And I kept getting it, I snatched it off of there, but I know that my course is like phenomenal. Right. It should be 2500 3000 right. But again, I want it to be for the people who can't 
afford $3,000, the me's, because back then I, I couldn't afford it. So I just, my friend always tells me I deal with the vagabonds and the riffraff, mm-hmm. but that's who I fuck with, the dope boys, the strippers. Like, I want normal people to become rich. I mm-hmm. fuck the rich, you feel yeah. me? So the, the one thing I wish that I could change is people's mindsets. Mm-hmm. That poor mentality, it fucks everybody up. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I just stopped, because it's like, I ain't your babysitter. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I'm going to give you is a fucking opportunity. You're going to take it or not. Gotcha. Did you ever have that poor mindset, or you always been? Um, No. And that's because my parents. My parents raised us a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, we were rich and didn't even know we were rich. Okay. So I, I saw my dad. My parents set us down and put money in our hand and taught us a principle from the word. And I watched our lives change from that one principle. So my mental's always been on point because my mama yeah. made sure it was. Man, you know what we don't talk about enough is the correlation between, you know, money yes. and mental health. Mm-hmm. So I was on a I was on a podcast and somebody said um the whole thing, money, money can't buy happiness. And I said this, agree or disagree. I said this, I said money can't directly buy happiness. But money can buy you peace. That's true. And in turn, peace can afford you to be happy. Correct. Try having peace when you're broke. Yep. And you can't pay the bills. You can't, you know, I'm buying five dollar hot and ready. Mm-hmm. Trying to make that ramen last. Noodles. Ramen noodles. You know what I'm saying? Drinking tap water. Yep. So it's like, how do you feel about the correlation between m- mental health and money? Because I'm like, you can't. You can't be sane when you're broke because you're coming from a place <laughs> of survival. Like, how do you even think? <laughs> like, honestly, you're worried like, about the bills. You're worried about everything. I agree. Um, I don't think that money buys happiness, but I do think that it allots you peace. Yeah. Because I can pay to get the fuck away from you. I can pay to just go on the island real mm-hmm. quick, you know, debrief, turn the phones off. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I do. And, um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to money, like what are you what are you teaching people about money? Like in regards to I'm like, not. Okay. And that's why I started TTG University, so somebody else can. Um, <laughs> shit, I was smart enough to have somebody manage my money for me. Okay. Cause and it's just because of fear. Mm. Like I have accounts that I don't touch. I set up to where I can't touch them. Gotcha. It's for I plan for three generations. So my kids' kids are rich. Gotcha. And I have to keep it like that. So I know somebody that is in my tribe that's really good with money, so he helps me with that, but I'll fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> what about, what are you going to teach your kids, though? No, no. See, uh-uh. he's going to teach my kids. <laughs> yeah, he's going to teach everybody. And to be honest with you, I made sure I made more than enough so they can't go broke. Got you. No, that makes sense. Because I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot, of, a lot of entrepreneurs, and some of them are well off, but they don't know what to do with their money, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they, they came from nothing. They came, you know, they may have lucked up or, you know, they, they got into real estate or trucking, but now it's like, man, what else do I do with now this what? money? Right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, it's like, those are one of the things I want to make sure people talk about because, you know, it's just now getting to the point to where it's not taboo to talk about money. People mm-hmm. always feel like, ah, man, you really can't talk about that. Like, you know, that's my private finances. Mm-hmm. But like, we got to help each other out. Yeah. So, I would like to, you know, hear about that because, man, it's a struggle out here. What's the struggle? Being broke? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, nah, I mean. Well, for me, you have to be honest with yourself and know your strengths and your weaknesses. If you know that you can't manage your little $400 check, mm-hmm. then you need to get some help. There's too many things at our fingertips. Right. YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. Everybody online know how to do shit. Yeah. On the Insta chat, Instagram, yeah. Facebooks and shit, TikToks. There are too many ways for you to learn how to manage your money for you to fuck your bag up. 
other problem with that too. I feel like people are paying for all these courses. They got mm-hmm. the money paying for these courses, but they're not executing. They and let me tell you something. Those are the people that get mad at you and call you a scam because they didn't execute. They didn't execute. Man, it ain't my fault. I just said this in my life. You're the scam. You scammed yourself. <laughs> you scammed your damn self. All you got to yeah. do is what I showed you how to do. Mm-hmm. 19 millionaires created? Come mm-hmm. on. I got people that even make five, ten thousand $10,000 a week. Mm-hmm. They was making fucking 30000 a year. Yeah. My folks make people salaries mm-hmm. weekly. You, you could execute, but they don't. Again, that's that mentality. Yeah, everything. They think they can give you a course, and they want you to give them a million dollars. Yeah, I'm not. Everything goes back to the mentality. That's where mm-hmm. it all starts with. Yep. So, what's that one piece of advice you'll give to somebody who kind of? I know you said dispatching, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, even changing their mind. So, what's that one piece of advice you'll give somebody who's listening and watching this today? And they're like, man, you know, I'm, I'm decent, but I could be better. You know, and I see, I see a multi-millionaire in my face. I want to listen to her. What would you tell that that person right now? I would say. That a lot of people have a, a lot of brilliant ideas and they don't ever execute. Whatever idea you have, if you just execute, stick with it, you'll change your fucking life and you won't even be where you're at now. Give it a good six months. Consistently do something. Mm-hmm. People don't do that. People ain't consistent. People are lazy. Mm-hmm. Stop being lazy. Nah, facts. You know, they say it takes, you know, seven uh, strings income. That ain't true. <laughs> It's not everybody be saying, and yeah. and and I, that's one reason why I ain't want to do podcasts because I don't got no fake deep shit. Yeah, nah, fine. Find what the fuck work and stick yeah. with that shit. Yeah, seven streams of income. What you gonna do? when You don't even know how to do one. That's what I was gonna tell you. Focus. That's what I was gonna say. I say I say more so like lock in on what yes. you're doing. Be the best at yes. that. Yes. Or if you do like what I do with media, right? So let's say. I focus on media, right? Mm-hmm. So I get money from advertising, mm-hmm. right? Then I'm like, okay, how else can I get more money in media? Oh, I can do sponsorships. Mm-hmm. I can do events. That way I'm not doing 20000 see, you capitalize on your one, one thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. People are, people are crazy. Can you just sit the fuck down and focus <laughs> on one thing? Say, I hate that. You got to have seven streams. I don't got seven streams or nothing. Yeah, I don't. You do one thing really mm-hmm. great. And I kill that shit. Yeah. <laughs> as you should, mm-hmm. as you should. I ain't gonna take it too much of your time. All right. I think we left on a great note. I think so. Kill that shit. Yep. Kill that Execute. shit. <laughs> you know, that's what y'all need to do. Execute. I'm tired of hearing people talk about they buy all these courses online yes. and then I execute them. So, you know, if you want to get into transportation or pure motivation, like I said, I go on a page sometimes just to, you know, see what she's doing, just so I can like, you know what, KG? Stop watching Netflix, get up and go do something. Everybody knows I love my Netflix shows. <laughs> I'm going to get up and go do something. Oh, and don't forget, she said we're going to work together. Yes, we are. So, so we're going to become, uh, help me become a million. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, a mid-six-figure person. Okay. But you know, I like to get like seven figures one day. All right. Well, you going to do what I tell you to do? I'm going to listen. I listen. All right. Then I got you. I'm a little baby that listen. Then I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank y'all for watching this Cosign Conversations podcast. We're joined by the Trucking Group. Make sure y'all follow her. If y'all want more information, go on her page. Uh, hit the link in the bio. Subscribe. DM. Whatever you got to do to get Don't in Don't DM me. Don't, okay. My bad. Don't DM. <laughs> Shoot her email. No. Okay. Just follow and just learn. follow and learn. Yeah. Hey, I feel you. You can DM. No, don't DM me either. <laughs> Just follow and learn. And, you know, as always, please continue to coast on life when we're out. Hey, guys, what's good? Thanks for supporting Coastal Magazine by watching this video. If you really enjoy this content, please subscribe, like, comment, and share.